Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Folks, this is a very special Collider Heroes interview. I'm Coy Jondro, here as always with Amy Dallin, and we are with Tony Revolori. How you doing, man? Hello, guys. I'm glad. Welcome. Oh, thank you, guys. No more, no more. Thank you. You, of course, know him from many of your favorite movies, but especially as Flash Thompson in Spider-Man Far From Home. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It is out right now, and I know it's been a whole whirlwind of press and melee of stuff (laughs) coming together, and now we're here. I loved Flash's evolution from one to two, for, from Homecoming to here. Thank you. I love yeah, you guys got to play us some subtext. Yeah, we did. Um, in the first movie, we really kind of like wanted to update the bully type of character and kind of mirror what bullying is like nowadays, which is you know very much anonymous, online words, less about the physical stuff. Um, and then on this movie, we wanted to explore a little bit more of Flash uh, uh, and his character arc and story. So we kind of came up with a couple little things. And then uh, at the very end, there's one little moment that um, I actually came up with the day of shooting. And, really? Uh, yeah. It was uh, uh, us arriving all back from... Uh, from our European trips and all the families are there hugging their kids and, uh, you know, Flash is there and he just walks up to his driver who has uh, one of those, like, you know, <laughs> iPads with his name on it. And he's and he just like he's sad that his family couldn't make it for him. <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, oh, I guess that's what it's like again. And if you pay attention, we've retroactively edited a bunch of that storyline into the uh, movie with, through, like, the text that... Uh, um, oh, that was first. You shot that first. Uh, the, well, the we home- shot that last, the, oh, the arriving. Okay. And then in the edit, they were like, we love that so much, we have to put it throughout the entire movie. Uh, and we ended up uh, uh, putting, like, a couple text messages that he sends that, like, Peter sees through mm-hmm, certain glasses mm-hmm. that he wears. Uh, again, try not to spoil too much. Here. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, it was it was really fun to just explore Flash and his more vulnerable side, 
Well, it's very cool to hear that this has been a truly collaborative process, kind of working mm-hmm. on this version of the character. Yeah, yeah, Was yeah. that always the case, or has it grown as you, like, going into the second movie? Um, you know, it definitely has grown, and as it always will continue to grow when you work with a director for the first time, you get those first steps and things like, you know, move forward. Um, and, you know, everyone gets comfortable, and this one we were just all kind of staying and putting in our piece, making our... Uh, our suggestions to the movie and said, why don't, why doesn't my character just fly out here and then just like, you know, get a suit and two and we can all just like be Spider-Man and, <laughs> and uh, fly off and Jacob and I would have our own adventures as spider people. Excellent. When um, is that one coming? <laughs> I mean, the shared Marvel universe so, of yeah, Spider-Man exactly. characters. I mean, what it's so one-time <laughs> uh, A certain symbiotic like, yeah. suit gets on Flash Thompson in the comics and maybe there's some Spider-Man Venom hijinks. I don't know. I'm not against it. <laughs> so with this Flash, uh, you love Spider-Man. And, I do. And there's a certain yeah, yeah. element of, I've always loved from the comics, the hatred of Peter and the love of Spider-Man. Yeah. How do you see Spider-Man, your Flash? Um, well, I mean, like, having read the comics, there's obviously there, and I try to take as much from the comics. Obviously, I'm not a physical exact <laughs> match uh, of... Flash Thompson, but then again, that character has evolved from the time. I mean, like in yeah. the first comic, he was a five-two, red hair, short dude <laughs> who bullied Peter. So it makes no difference. <laughs> and now he's a six-two, jock, blonde, blue-eyed white guy. So it can constantly be changing. And obviously, it's really nice to see the MCU kind of go in a more diverse step. Um, but yeah, it was I, I always loved the duality of loving Spider-Man and, and we, tr- we played it in the first movie and a lot of that kind of got cut um, for pacing as you know things need to and everything. So in this movie we really try to play that up even more to make sure it ends in the movie uh, and I'm so glad it did because I think it's, it's, it's really hilarious <laughs> that um, uh he just loves Spider-Man so much. This is a person that he sees as a hero, a true person that does inspire him to be better, even though he's such an a-hole. <laughs> um, and and he's, he's a terrible human being to the one person who actually is under that mask without knowing it. Yeah. And I think that's the, I mean, we, the more we play up that, the better it always is. Um, and joking with all the different moments and everything, yeah. The moment of dichotomy in, in the in the, scene, in the that, scenes, that one-two yeah, yeah. punch was like, ah, Flash Thompson ah, in the 30-second bubble, yeah. and now here we are. And there we go, yeah. yeah and actually, was... What you're speaking to, it's the essence of the character persisting across different versions, because Flash values the wrong things, and that's what's Absolutely. actually important about him, and right. it comes through beautifully. And, you know, in, in the comics, at least early on in his kind of bullying moments, you didn't really see what was kind of there for him in terms of his personality, you, you saw some of his backstory of why afterwards when he graduated high school, when they all graduated high school. Um, so that was like really interesting and cool to see post-high school Flash Thompson. Um, and taking and incorporating some of what you can see from those comics and his the way he looked back on, on that and kind of just taking that and really running with that. 
Now, you're one of the rare crossovers with the Spider-Verse in your own way, and I consider Dope Cannon with Shamik Moore, who was miles to me from the moment Dope happened before my eyes. What's it like working on something that is, is also young and heartfelt and so important? Dope is, is see dope uh, And then the scope of something like a Spider-Man, is it a different animal being on those two sets? Yeah, very much. Um, you know, Dope we made for... I think $1.2 million wow. um, shooting all around LA from like, you know, deep Inglewood, Ladera Heights, all the way to up in like Panorama City. Um, and that movie, that movie was just a beast to shoot because we shot it in 18 days. <laughs> and, yeah. 18 days. We were constantly just like running against the clock, but we, we made like a. What I think is a good movie, and I'm very proud of it. So it's it's a different beast to try and, you know, you're, you never have a moment to rest. On a film like Spider-Man, it's like, great, we got four hours to set up for this, uh, <laughs> you know, safety meeting. And, you know, he's going to be swinging here. This is going to blow up. This is going to blow up. We have It's going to take four hours to set up. So everyone can go take a nap. And then <laughs> on Dope, it's like, nope, we're done. Moving on to the next. All right, now it's here. They're there. Okay, even though you have not in the scene, we need you to be ready for that scene. So you got to go ch- change, get this. Uh, and you're constantly going, constantly, like, figuring it out. And it's really nice to do that because you're constantly just, like, like in motion, everyone feels like they're working towards one project. That and and in this movie as well, but it, you know you have a little bit more leeway, flexing different muscles, flexing different <laughs> muscles. Um, and yeah, I mean, speaking to uh, Shamik and and Kiersey, who also was yeah, in Kiersey's the, incredible. Uh, uh, us three both went on to do comic book movies right after. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Shamik with with um, Spider Verse, me with Spider Man, and uh, Kiersey with. Uh, uh, the Flash movie yeah. in the DC universe, um, but yeah, it was it was really fun. We all kind of like joke about it. It's like, all right, it's like obviously we did that movie. Of course, like all of us were going to be in some sort of comic book movie after that. <laughs> it's movie. a little Justice League that formed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and now we're gone. <laughs> we'll we'll come back for the sequel and make inside jokes about. You know, DC and Marvel now. <laughs> It'll be about 2000s hip-hop instead of 90s hip-hop. Exactly. It'll be like down the line. <laughs> All about it, man. So it's a lot of... What's 2000 hip-hop? Let's... Nelly. Very popular. Oh, yeah. Bull. Noah Barkley? <laughs> Jake Sean Paul. <laughs> Dude, that Sean Paul love is strong. <laughs> Ooh. Can you speak to making Far From Home? Speaking of the the inside jokes coming out just for us watching that process, the camaraderie that built up among this cast. (laughs) No, it was great. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, seeing Tom's and Dea, Jacob and uh, uh, and Gary again was great. You know, and Gary was... 15 when we shot the first movie wow. and she thinks she I think she turned 18 right as we wrapped this one uh, and it was it was great like you know we were all just hanging out and joining the new cast members from like you know Remy He and Zach Barak mm-hmm. we were all just hanging out and, and having fun and, and um, Jacob Remy and I uh, stayed in, in a little apartment complex and we would constantly just be hanging out with each other you know, uh, cook for each other, uh, go to a bar, this, that, and Zach was a block away, so he would constantly be joining us. And there's just, <laughs> we just had a lot of fun on set. And when all of us were on set together, it was just a riot. They had to keep telling us to keep quiet and everything, which was terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun shooting with these guys. And, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be back for another one. 
Yeah. Maybe there'll be many more to come. Now, the snap being what it was, it was really cool to yeah. experience the, the Marvel Universe with such a change from the comics. Uh, yeah. With you as a comic fan, when you first found out the scope of what they were doing, we won't, we won't touch on spoilers for the future, but we can talk about Endgame. It's been out a while. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, moment you on, found guys. out about <laughs> the Endgame snap so and like that ramifications. I knew that right as Infinity War was maybe a month in theaters, we started doing this and I had to read the script and this spoiled Endgame for me. Um, because obviously we are next, so we had to we had to figure out. And then when we got to London, they sat us down and told us who's gone, what's happening, what on earth we need to know for our you know yeah. characters. So I was like, oh cool, billions Great. of dollars of secrets. <laughs> Just, I mean, like, it's that, but it's also like, no, I don't get to enjoy the movie. <laughs> like, you know? Uh, and I went to the Endgame premiere, um, and that was awesome, and it was so much fun, but it was, it was like, and here it comes. <laughs> and I know this. Like, there was a little bit of tension that was cut out, and I went with my friend, and he was, uh, he was, he was like, you gotta write down in an envelope, and I wanna know if you actually really know. <laughs> So I wrote down on an envelope everything that happens. He put it in his pocket when he when we, he was done. He opened it up and he was like, "Yeah, you knew everything." I'm like, "I know, I knew everything." Obviously, you were I making knew it. it up. He's like, he's "Yeah, like, I know like, you know Spider-Man, but but, but like, it's like he didn't actually. He was like, "What? Does it actually take place? Does it is?" And I and it was like, yeah, "I know you don't want me." To. The thing is, people ask me for spoilers. They don't want the spoilers. Mm-hmm. They want me to toy with them. Yeah, <laughs> they want the tease. That's what people want. Worth noting, it's a very Flash Thompson mood. Be like, "You better tell me. Write a note. Blah blah blah." You're on the other end of a Flash Thompson. Know, you like, <laughs> you better tell me so, everything, yeah. but I'll check later. <laughs> It's exactly what it is, <laughs> um, but no, it was it was it was it was cool to know. You know, it was like it was definitely fun to be. And funny enough, at the end game premiere, I saw Kevin Feige on the carpet, and he was like, "Yeah, you know more than actually some of these other people. Some people don't know if they're dead or not, and you do." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, oh no!" What power he wields! Like what a moment! <laughs> but then I felt like I had all the power. I'm like, I know just as much as he does. <laughs> yeah. Now. Was it at all tempting to go ruin it for someone? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I would feel terrible to do that uh, if I was like, you know, <laughs> if I just went. I mean, like, obviously, I'm pretty sure Downey knew he went. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And But, like, if I went up to Scarlett Johansson, I'm like, you die so well in this movie. <laughs> it would have been like. Pretty bad. I feel like that wedding be... scene's actually a funeral. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> yeah. I know you've uh, you've been sitting with this for a, a little while now, but we haven't had a chance to talk this through with you before. And speaking to the fandom side and what you love, uh, have you, yeah. are you is it a, a long term connection with comics? Do you have a moment that you fell in love, or has it been a, a joy of discovering it as you go? Yeah, it's been um, a, a bit of all of those things. I um, <laughs> I. I grew grew up with the comics. I, I, I didn't have... I saw the first Spider-Man movie before I read a comic. Uh, and I, I loved it. I thought, like, wow, this is a movie made for kids and adults, but also, like, it's for me. Mm-hmm. This feels for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I, like, you know, was pumped to see the entirety of it. 
um, like the next movie that I thought was going to come out and the X-Men and all these kind of series. And then uh, as I got a little bit older, I started buying more comics. And once I, you know, came into some of uh, uh, some money for, for my work in acting, I kept buying more comics and more comics. And uh, and it was the always a growing... The appropriate thing to do with success. We yeah, yeah, exactly. The Ouroboros of comics feeding <laughs> it was, themselves. Uh, it was uh, growing. Um, and it, it just it grew and grew. And then, you know, around 14, there was a bit of time where I kind of like dropped it off a little bit. And um, the crest hadn't really come where, you know, geekdom and nerdum was like at its peak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you drop it, you start doing other things, you get busy, you grow up, and then uh, and then it all crested back up again. And then around 18, you know, I was uh, back at it again, maybe small, you know, reading Wikipedia pages of, like, panels. Because I could... I thing is, I felt so overwhelmed because now I'd missed so much that I was like, where, where do I start? What do I buy? Sure. Do I need to know the backstory of yeah. all, you know... It is very daunting, so I just went on Wikipedia and online and just kept reading every single like synopsis for things, um, which is not a great way to read comics, but it's a way to catch <laughs> it's, up. It's the way a lot of people fall in love back in the day, the official yeah. handbooks, just right, browsing exactly. through, tell me all of the stories until and I can track them down. I'm, and then I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then, yeah, and then, like, you know, obviously, once I got Spider-Man, they just kept sending me comics and comics, and I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> and I'm back in the game. And it's like, yeah. So you it. took four years off. That was a, a comic snapping of sorts. And then you got back in through Wikipedia, learned what the world was. It sounds canon to yeah, me. Yeah. Sounds perfectly <laughs> fine. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it was a five-year break. I blinked and I missed it. <laughs> I got to know, Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest. Yeah. We, we talked about you getting you getting started. That yeah, movie yeah. is like, it's, it's goddamn art. It's so magical. Thank you. Thank you. What was it like working on a movie that looks like a comic? <laughs> you, know, you know, it was... I've never thought of it as looking at it. The way we always phrased it was it looks like uh, every frame you could pause and it's a painting mm-hmm. or it's a photo uh, that you would hang on your wall. And it was, it was difficult. You know, there was, there was a lot of things and a lot of preparation and moments that needed to go into it that I wasn't a part of. But, you know, when I came into it, I had to be prepared since I was basically the only person without an Oscar nomination <laughs> to my name. Um, and, you know, Wes is a very, you know, quick and, 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 you know, he shoots very quickly and he gives you a lot of directions very quickly and you got to just like keep it all in your brain and it's stand here, do this, move here, do this, grab your line, say that line, he'll look at him, do this, grab the painting, this, move there, grab there, put there, stand there, turn there, there, cool. Got it? Cool. Great. And, you know, I'd miss maybe one. And then he was like, no worries. All good. Just go again. <laughs> and we go again. And then I'd nail it. And we would do about 40 takes for every shot. Wow. Um, but it's so quick. He doesn't, he doesn't ever cut. He doesn't let people come in unless things need to be, like, reset for safety or for props or something. He'll just be like, great. And go again. Great. And go again. Great. Here's what needs to be done. Great. Go again. Wow. It's great. So it's like we get... 10 takes in five minutes, and it's just, like, continuously going. That's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like the kind of training you get from that probably carries forward nicely, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking about it recently, but, but the way Wes shoots is way more like an indie movie than it shoots like a Spider-Man movie. Because mm-hmm. he's very much about that indie kind of filmmaking uh, where everyone's, like, quick, you know... Even though it's 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 comfortable indie making is what I'd like to call it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Crafty's uh, still there. 
Crafty's still there. <laughs> Everyone eats very well. Timing is like no, no one's rushing, but also people are like working, hmm. which is great. It's a great energy to have. What kind of challenges would you like to take on next since you've already done three di- completely different types of films? <laughs> three different. Um, uh, you know, I'd love to be in something dramatic or epic or, you know, something like um, like a Lawrence of Arabia. Mm. I would love to be in a Lawrence of Arabia type, like The Alchemist, if they ever make yeah. that a movie. Or... Um, or like a, I love rom coms. I do. <laughs> I like unabashedly love rom coms. So I would love to be a lead in a rom com. Lawrence of Arabia to rom coms. You heard it right? here, Hollywood. Absolutely. I like both those goals. Right? It's like, it's, exactly. You're, you're going to get every type of film. I love it. We will Thank show you. up for all of those. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All the check marks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, I got to know in universe, how did Flash Thompson start up the Flash Mob? Yes. How did he start? Uh, by buying a lot of bots. <laughs> that's uh, that's genuinely what it was. I don't know what the, in the movie it shows how many followers I have, and I don't remember what the number actually was. But John and I were saying like all of these guys are fake, right? <laughs> like we like both were said like he shouldn't actually like he has like maybe if he has a hundred thousand maybe ten thousand are actual like. People who, like, yeah. follow and, and, like, comment and maybe like and whatever. <laughs> but it's not like he has a lot. But most of that is bots. Amazing. That yeah. is so on brand. I love that answer so much. That Thank gives you. me, I, like, now my next viewing has an entire new perspective to keep Enjoy. an eye out for. Yeah. Okay. And obviously yes. not spoilers because no, no, you no. couldn't tell us anyway. But... <laughs> Uh, since we do all love the tease, what would you want for Flash's future? We were talking about Flash post-graduation in the comics. post yeah. Um, you know, I think Flash has a rich history uh, in many different comics with different things. I would love to see him in a kind of friendship role with Peter. Because uh, there's, there's precedent in the comics that he was Peter's best man at his wedding. Which is so surprising when I found that out because I was like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> um, so, you know, seeing them become more friendly to each other would be fun. I would love to see him uh, and take Flash, you know, out of the kind of states and into a army setting where, you know, he has been. And, uh, you know, the Venom stuff's there. But I think the real kind of heart and meat of, of Flash's character is really that kind of beginning bit with having his, like, you know, friendship with Peter and, and going and joining the army. Into I think it. that would be, I think that would be great. Last question for you. Go for it. For you as Tony, any comic or comic movie or property you'd recommend for someone that has never heard of a comic? Oh, um, The okay. gateway drug, the weed the of gateway, comics. Ooh, ooh, that is difficult. <laughs> um... You know, I would start with, like, a complete story, so that way at least you can get something, like, thick and read through it, and maybe I would go, um, hmm, that's a tough one. (laughs) You know what, I'm gonna go, uh, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man story, like, volume one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dicko and Dicko Stanley and back in the yeah, day. Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah. That was really fun to read. And Flash is great in that. Like, yeah, I, I really enjoy the old Flash. And I, I like the evolution of Flash. I think, he, I think the strength of Spider-Man is how great his rogues gallery is and how great his supporting characters yes. are. Absolutely. His family and friends are so vital. And I love the college era where Mary Jane talks like a 70s, like, what? Like, the dialogue <laughs> that comes out of her, like, this hip cat. And then Flash is there, like, eh. Like, there's so much fun in that era of that early. Absolutely. So I, I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, it's really fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll have fun. Oh, you know, he's, he's waving at you. So watch your language. <laughs> the Sorry. fourth wall has been broken, Flash oh, Thompson there, and Deadpool. He wall? totally understands. It's- I'm just saying, you guys have like a bunch of watch your language things. I think you should just put up pictures of, of Captain America going uh, language. <laughs> we should. We should, actually, for this set. It's so on brand. That's totally the move. And it's, it's for us, not for you. And it's, yeah, exactly. yeah. it's mm-hmm. for you guys. Chris, we'd need a photo. But uh, thank you for your wonderful work, for spending this time with us. Congratulations on the film. Thank you very, very much. I want to give pleasure. a shout out if people haven't checked it out. You did a wonderful interview with Teen Vogue where you talked about what it meant to you to change what is possible <laughs> yeah. just by being in these films. No, absolutely, yeah. Um, I had a great time, sorry. I can see him going like, oh man, another three minute answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, um, it was it was a great article. If more people want to read it, it's, it's still up on the website. Uh, I'm sure maybe a link will be put up. Or something I don't know, but either way, it was it was um, it was great, you know. Uh, and just learning how toxic masculinity is in different eras and how you can break it, and not even just break it, but just kind of lessen it and change what's possible. Thank exactly. you so much. Yeah, my I'm pleasure. Forward to whatever's next. Always love Thank talking you. to you, man. I'm glad this all worked out. Likewise. Congratulations on Flash, man. Thank you. Like it's yeah, such yeah. a cool thing, and everybody see dope. Just everyone that's, that's my, dope. That's my right. PSA for today. You ready, guys? Five more minutes. <laughs> Five more minutes. Cut to black. <laughs> All right, until next week, guys. Stay sweaty. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 